Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Suns podcast, looking ahead to this week's action in the SPFL Premiership and looking back on a difficult week for Celtic in the Champions League. I'm Roger Hanna, with me today the Scottish Suns football editor Derek McGregor. Derek, you just returned from Barcelona yesterday, what did you make, you know, with a, a bit of time to sleep on it, what do you make of Celtic's record-breaking 7-0 defeat? I, mean, I think Scott Brown is correct in what he says, that it's, it's unacceptable, I think, for Celtic to lose by such a margin. I thought he was spot on with what he said. I liked the tone of what he said, that even though Barcelona are without question magnificent, you know, I respected the fact that it's uh, still, in his eyes, it's nowhere near good enough. I think I have to agree with him, because even though you're talking about arguably the best front three ever, in terms of Messi, Neymar and Suarez, I mean, Celtic have hardly laid a glove on them. There were only three fouls committed by Celtic in the 90 minutes. Is that a damning statistic as well as the seven goals conceded, Derek? Absolutely. It was an incredible stat that I think took most of us by surprise, certainly at the end of the game, because you're that absorbed in the game and what was happening that that, that particular stat wasn't immediately coming to mind. Upon hearing it, you thought, right, OK, well, a lot of that makes sense because as good as Barcelona were and... Roger, I have to say, that's, that's certainly the calibre of football is as good as, if not the best I've ever seen. The fact of the matter is, there weren't exactly Barcelona players getting the message. People seem to have different takes on the significance of Moussa Dembele's saved penalty. Had it gone to 1-1, would it have been a different game or would it just have delayed the inevitable? I think it would have been a different game, I think, in the sense that it would have given Celtic more impetus and even more kind of confidence. I do think, ultimately, Barcelona would have still prevailed. You could see the lift they got from winning the penalty, but then, equally, you could also see the downer that went on as soon as it was missed. And, of course, there was the double whammy, Roger, that Barcelona then very quickly make it 2-0. So, just as they're dealing with a disappointment, they take another sledgehammer. There's 2-0. And then after that, you think this could be a very long night. I mean, I think, certainly on reflection, the Barcelona's previous result, the home defeat to Alves, clearly was an ominous sign for Celtic. Barcelona then wheel out the front three for the first time this season. Neymar back from the Olympics. You have to presume that Luis Enrique has given the Barcelona players a rocket and they have truly wiped the floor with Celtic. But I think if Dembele, going back to your original question, I think if Dembele had scored, I think you would think that would have to have given Celtic such a lift that they would have been a bit more dogged and a bit more stubborn, a bit more aggressive to protect what they had. Maybe it would have just delayed the inevitable a bit longer. Now, Derek, I know it was your birthday yesterday and you know, doubtless you'd be home for steak pie and trifle, get your feet off, watch Man City, Borussia Mönchengladbach... With City coming to Celtic Park next, a week on Wednesday, it's not going to get any easier for Celtic. The first two games in the Champions League group stages, you know, they're facing, you could say, are the four best strikers in the world at the moment. I was going to say, I think where it will be different against Manchester City. Certainly for the sake of Scottish football's credibility, you hope it will be different. As I think Celtic will be, their pride's been massively dented, I think they've been hurt, wounded, however you want to describe it. 
surely Celtic at Parkhead will offer far more resistance, far far greater resistance. If you're part of a team that's lost 7-0, you sure don't want to get through that again. You wouldn't think. 60,000 crowd, I'm not saying Celtic will get a result, but you have to expect Celtic will be getting stuck in a bit more, Roger. It's been a quite incredible week from the high of a 5-1 Old Firm Derby win over Rangers incredible. to the low of the 7-0 in the new camp. Now Brendan Rodgers has got to raise his players again and go to Inverness of all places on a Sunday afternoon. Did, does he make changes to the team, Derek, to, to freshen things up and give some of the players a rest? I think he does, Roger. I think he does. I mean, I'm looking at the bench uh, from the other night. You've got Armstrong, you've got Rodgick, Callum McGregor, James Forrest. I would be expecting them to come into the fray. And I tell you what, Roger, the goalkeeping issue, I think, is becoming quite interesting because... You know, okay, I think he's only played three games, Doris de Vries, but, you know, certainly he was suspect at the new camp. Strikes would have brought in a goalie who's better with his feet and left out one who's better with his hands. I mean, when you look at, I think when you look at the Neymar free kick, which I think is the the particular one of the seven that people are focusing on, I think Craig Gordon would have saved that, Roger. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, it's an easy thing to say after the event. I think Craig Gordon would have saved that. I've also heard people question de Vries at the first one with Messi. It was at an angle. People felt it went right through him. He should have stood up De Vries, dealt with it. You know, some of the cynics were kind of thinking that he was more concerned about getting hit in the face, Roger, and it was almost like diving out the way of it. But that's possibly a bit harsh to say. Nevertheless, he's lost seven goals. Has he been 100% convincing so far? Does he give the impression that he's way better than Craig Gordon? No. I don't, I don't think that's the case. You made the point earlier that defeat by Alaves was bad news for Celtic. Is, is Celtic's defeat in the new camp bad news for Cali? That's all this weekend. I think it should be, Roger. I mean, I think if you're if you're part of that Celtic team on Tuesday night, and I saw the players uh, trudge through the mix zone, and there was no question of the embarrassment they felt, and in, certainly in Scott Brown's case, there was anger. I think if you've been part of that, what you want to do in your next game is really re-establish what you're about and. You know, due to Inverness, as you said, with uh, how Barcelona have responded after Alaves. You, you touched on the Forests, the McGregors, the Armstrongs, French players who, who could get a start again at the weekend. Does Ryan Christie come into that frame back up at Inverness? I think certainly if he was, if he was to make two or three changes to the starting lineup, and he, you know, your Armstrongs and your Rodgers and McGregors come in, yes, I could, but I, I don't see Christie starting. I think it would be the bench that would be best for him. And I feel sorry for Ryan Christie in the sense that I think he's done reasonably well when he's been involved, but he seems to take one step forward and then two back. He'll go from starting to being on the bench to then just being out of it altogether. And it must be very difficult for the lad. I, I think this is I think it's a very interesting game. You you know, you, you you know, you talk about Inverness Roger where it's you know it's a journey, you know, it's not going to be a particularly big crowd, it's not exactly the most inspiring of venues and Irrespective of the fact there was a 7-0 defeat, magnificent arena, magnificent city, huge occasion. To go from that, you know, within four or five days to Inverness up north, who knows what the weather's going to be like. You know, it's for Celtic to motivate themselves again and make sure they do a professional job. I think if they're in any way sluggish, Inverness will get in about them. And Cali Thistle, they're beginning to find their feet under Richie for a win against St Johnson and a point at Pretoria last weekend. Yeah, some kind of encouraging signs, although, you know, still far from convincing for me, Roger. I think Richie Foran is clearly still kind of feeling his way into management. I'll give him credit that after several bad results, I've heard him interviewed, and he's been very honest. He's, he's been the first to admit his own failings. As you well know, 
Not, uh, not every manager or coach will do that. I think historically Celtic have had their moments up north where they've struggled and unless they are careful, this could be more difficult for Celtic than it really should be. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. Derek, before we move on to our next weekend preview, I feel I have to warn you that this podcast is no place for poisonous or mischievous criticism. So I would like to, you to temper your views on Rangers' 5-1 defeat to Celtic last weekend. How do they bounce back, or do they bounce back against Ross County? Talking about the Celtic players being angry and, and wounded pride now, you know, you look at the Rangers players and they've had, I think the criticisms have been Rangers have been 100% justified, also of the manager. I think the manager's post-match comments, and especially the statement the other day, Roger, utterly ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. You know, he's come from an environment at Brentford. I mean, he's this isn't this isn't a defeat to Colchester. This isn't a defeat to Exeter City. This is a defeat to Celtic of such a manner that it merited the criticism and the attention it was given. And if Matt Warburton doesn't know this environment after 14 months, he never will. Just deeply disappointing for him to say what he has. He, he should just simply acknowledge how poor they were. If he was going to talk about, a, you know, he's, he's refused to accept there's a gulf between the teams. He should have just said there was a huge gulf on the day in that respect. You know, I think another thing, Roger, is a lot of the Rangers fans aren't buying this finger of blame at the media. All they're doing is quite rightly looking at the failings of the team, you know? Did Mark Warburton, did he contribute a bit to it last week, you know, Rob Kiernan off injured, he had Clinton Hill on the bench, but he sent on Harry Forrester and it came back to bite him a few minutes later, a red card on his debut for Philip Senderos and Rangers finishing with a back four with Lee Wallace and Joey Barton at centre half and Barry Mackay at left back. Well certainly Clinton Hill stays on the bench and I'm thinking well what the hell is the point of you being there? You know, that you know, that was a situation possibly crying out then for Clint Hill to come on. I'll be honest with you, Roger, at the time when Mark Warburton decided to go with a three at the back, part of me actually admired that the game was going away from them anyway, and I think his thinking was at that point, well, we might as well have a go because we're losing anyway. But nevertheless, when you make such, especially such a bold formation, that is going to be definitely judged by the end result, and 5-1 made them look stupid, and the formation looked stupid. You know, for Joey Barton to finish at centre-half, although, I mean, I don't think it's particularly much worse at centre-half than it was in midfield, quite honestly. I think at that stage you get Clint on any which way you can, Derek, but even if they're to, to beat Ross County at the weekend, it won't make up for anything. Is it just a case of baby steps now for Rangers to, to get back? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. 
back into some kind of title challenge. You're talking, you know, we're, we're talking about looking for a reaction from Celtic. You know, the Rangers players have had a kicking, so to speak. That is that is the territory here, certainly, when you lose so heavily to Celtic. You have to think that they're going to go out against Ross County totally pumped up to, in their minds, demonstrate what they're really about. You know, and if they don't, then at that point you have to look even more so at the manager. Because if he cannot motivate the players this week to really come out the traps on Saturday and go for it, then that has to be a serious concern for Rangers fans. If you're looking at glimpses of positivity within an old thumb defeat for Rangers, the display of Josh Windass perhaps? Absolutely, didn't it? absolutely. thought Josh Windass was uh, terrific, Roger. I think when we, we saw the starting lineups, it was eyebrow raising, Josh Windass, really. But a lot of that was down to, I think, ignorance, uh, other than brief clips on the TV of, of Windass at Accrington. I hadn't seen him play. He stood out. I really did think he stood out. Definitely a big positive. I mean, I, I have to also say, Roger, that on Saturday against Celtic, I thought there was, there was a big moment where Barry Mackay at 2-1 has an effort from an angle inside the Celtic box that was about an inch from going in. That goes in at a point when Rangers are playing well. To come back for 2-0 to 2-2 would have been very interesting. I'm not saying they would have won. However, from that moment onwards, Celtic reasserted their authority and went on to win handsomely. But that was a big moment for Rangers. One of the most fascinating aspects of, of Saturday coming will be the Rangers team because... Matt Wallen could choose Barry Mackay, who, as you say, went close at the weekend. Joe Garner, who scored Rangers' goal at Celtic Park. Martin Waghorn, who's fit again. Windus, who played so well. Harry Forrester's done well last season. Maybe Jordan Rosser will be fit again. If you pick that as a front six, where's Barton and where's Nico Kanchka? Well, you know, I, I think the point has been made emphatically all week that he cannot play Cranchard and Barton. Certainly, you know, not... You know, together in the team, I think looks foolhardy. So, if he's of a similar mind now, does he have the balls to drop Barton? I don't think so. I think he's already dropped Cranshaw this season. Your money would be on him being left out. I would be amazed if Barton uh, was to be left out. I mean, I think Barton was the kind of the uh, marquee signing of the summer. You would expect Barton to play, but suddenly he's got big questions. You know, and I think there'll be players within the Ibrox dressing room that will now be looking at the manager's selection. Big day for Ross County as well, believe it or not. Their first ever trip to Ibrox. They've only played Rangers in, in cup ties in the past, all in Dingwall. And it'll be momentous for Roy McGregor and, and, and the club. Oh, Jim McIntyre wants three points. Look straightforward, Roger. No, I, I, I think Jim McIntyre will feel, surely he'll be telling his players, you know, if they were to take the league at Ibrox. I mean, can you imagine the Rangers fans at that point? And even if they don't take the lead, if for 20, 25 minutes, County are proving stuffy and, and comfortably containing Rangers, you can imagine Ibrox becomes you know a fraught place indeed for the players and Mark Warburton. Ross County are capable of going there, I think, upsetting Rangers, to put it mildly. Like Sunsport and Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. With Celtic playing on Sunday, Hearts who are already above Rangers on the table, Hearts could go above Celtic and, and briefly top the Premiership table if they can get a win at St Johnson and quite often that's easier said than done. I don't think St Johnson's a particularly great hunting ground for Hearts. Hearts have been kind of up and down this season but what you've just stated there in terms of even going, you know, going top of the league if only for 24 hours, 
that's a good incentive for Hearts. I think that's a decent game. I think that is a decent game. What, what have you made of Tony Watt this season? I mean, yellow card for, for booking notwithstanding. He's made a difference to the Hearts team. He has. He has, although I'm, I'm not particularly getting carried away. I mean, I thought him getting called up for the Scotland squad was a bit over the top. I still think Tony Watt's got a lot to prove. I think he's made a positive start at Hearts. But let's see over the long haul what Tony Watt does at Hearts. A sad note at Perth today, Dave Mackay, St Johnson's Cup winning captain from 2014, forced to hang up his boots because of, of lingering injuries. Away. An old-time hero at the club. Without a doubt, legend. You know, first ever St Johnson captain to lift the Scottish Cup. And a solid player. You've seen him enough of him yourself, Roger, over the years. One of these guys, it's just, you know, you're 6-7 uh, out of 10 every week. Very good player, tremendous captain, defender I've always liked because he's got a bit of an aggressive streak about him as well. Yeah. And he's not too shy to have a go at his teammates if he thinks they're not delivering. That big loss, you know, it's such a shame that he's he's felt the need to retire. What was he, 34, 35? Yeah. Yep. And that's a shame because in normal circumstances he'd have probably expected at least another three years, I would have thought. Someone in the office was saying earlier that the record showed Dave McKay is the only player to have missed more games through injury than Chris Miller up there, but would you expect Tommy Wright to, to hand the armband to our, our pal Midgey? I'd be delighted for Midgey if that was to be the case, you know. Chris, unfortunately, again, again, is going through uh, injury problems, fitness concerns, but... You know, I, we, I think we both know in all seriousness how well respected Chris is there and uh, if that was to happen, I think we'd be delighted for him. Looking at the bottom of the table, it, it's been a sticky wee run for Partick Thistle. They've fallen to 12th place, bottom of the Premiership. You could argue it's the, the season's first relegation six-pointer at Kilmarnock and Saturday. I mean, Alan Archibald has to deal with this kind of almost every season and yet he still keeps them up. So I'm sure they'll be, uh, they'll not quite be panic at Fir Hill. You know, of course, the last thing Alan's going to want now is a bad run of results, and he'll just be anxious to kind of stabilise things again. He's probably quite glad to be going to Rugby Park. I think they won twice there last season and scored seven goals in the process. They obviously like that plastic pitch. Well, I think if you're looking for a confidence booster at any point, then clearly Kilmarnock's one of those teams that you're quite happy to play. I mean, I see Kilmarnock made another signing this week. Yeah, Nathan Tyson. Yeah, I mean, what that, that takes about 32 signings this season, is it, Roger? And every week, Lee Clark seems to add, add another couple to the squad, but he's managed to get a couple of results. He got a draw at Dens last weekend off the back of a, of a home draw with Rangers. So, so maybe all the chopping and changing, now the players are finally settled, there might be a squad that can go do something. They're a very kind of flaky kind of team, Kilmar. Despite the results you've just mentioned, I'm not wholly convinced that they are that much better than the team that finished last season. It'd be no surprise for me at all that if you know Thistle got a win, I think Lee Clark doesn't know what he's going to be getting from his own team at the moment, Roger. That's got the look of a draw for me. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. The other Sunday game, the early Sunday game, Dundee against Aberdeen. It's certainly a big game for Aberdeen because five Premiership matches this season, only one win and only four goals. It's not really the kind of form that had people talking about them as championship contenders, Derek. No, not at all. And of course, who did Aberdeen play the following weekend? Rangers at home. And Derek McInnes will be desperate to get a win to then enable the Dons to go into the Rangers game with a bit more confidence. But yeah, I mean, I think I think we've all been surprised that Aberdeen haven't haven't been uh, more convincing. To be fair to them, you know, to be fair to them, they've not been short of injury concerns. That's led to inconsistency with team selection. You're expecting them to be a bit more emphatic than they are just now. And you know, publicly, I know Derek McInnes is saying he's not too concerned. He feels performances aren't too bad, but privately, he won't want this to to carry on for much longer. Dundee, 
you know, I know Paul Hartley's been seeking to strengthen his attacking options. You know, they'll they'll be thinking Aberdeen. They can get some from that. They could get a win there. Faisal Batui, he's got big shoes to fill with Greg Stewart and Kane Hemmings away, but he got a goal, got his first goal for the club against Kelly last weekend, and he strikes me as a confident lad who, yeah. who maybe build on that. That's if, if, if I'm a Dundee fan, Roger, that's an exciting signing. That gets my imagination. I mean, we all saw what he did with Dunfermline. Great goals, superb individualism, very much an off-the-cuff type player, quite a quite an old-fashioned kind of player in that sense that if a manager's prepared to give him that licence he you know he's allowed to, to to be spontaneous with his play and when I saw that Paul Hartley had signed him um, I thought terrific let's see how he does in the top flight um, I hope he does well the lad because he's 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 something, he's the type of player that I don't think there are too many of in the, the Premiership. The goal, maybe that will now give him that uh, self-belief to go for it. And over the piece, I think Paul Hartley's signings have been very good. Last Premiership game of the weekend to look at the Lanarkshire Derby, Motherwell against Hamilton, Fur Park, Saturday afternoon. Derek, you live out Hamilton way. I take it you can't walk down the street for people stopping you to talk about this fixture. <laughs> it's, uh, it's ridiculous, Roger. I think the apathy is overwhelming. <laughs> It's it's funny. I, I've I've met some Hamilton fans that get more excited about playing Partick Thistle than they do Motherwell. You know, it just it's a strange one. I think when Hamilton were ground sharing at mm-hmm. Firhill, for some reason that that fixture is kind of spicier. There's more of a spark to it than Hamilton playing Motherwell. But I mean, Hamilton, I think certainly in recent years, by and large, I think have had the better results. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, some startlingly good results against Motherwell. Motherwell this season as well, I've seen him a couple of times. Again, I mean, inconsistent. I think both managers admit that. Martin Canning, Mark McGee, they've both done their stuff for the media in advance of the derby this week. And they've said that neither team's really got going in any way, shape or form this season. Yeah, so I mean, in that respect, it could be 4-4 on Saturday, you know. It could be nil-nil, you know, I mean, hopefully for those who do attend, it's a cracker. Very difficult to pick a winner on that one. You, you get a derby win, though. It is, as the cliche goes, the kind of game that could kickstart your season. Well, of course, of course. But then, just as we've been discussing, Hamilton and Motherwell have been so up and down that whoever wins on Saturday could then promptly lose the following week. That's possibly a high-scoring draw. I'll stick my neck out in that one. Well, if it's an away win, you might have to queue at Equis on Saturday night, Derek. Thanks very much. 